Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. You good? You warm? Hey, no? <laughs> I was on the golf course yesterday, it was six degrees. And I thought, no, I'm going to wear a, a vest. <laughs> not true, not true. I was freezing. I was freezing. No two ways about it. But when you're addicted, what do you do? You've got to do it, right? Fantastic. Well, who was here last Sunday, Vision Sunday? For those who sort of weren't, we'll give you a bit of a recap um, on what it was about last Sunday. You know, uh, a few weeks ago now, uh, we received the word of the Lord uh, for us moving forward as a church. And um, uh, Annie and I sort of discussed it and thought, okay, we'll test this out. We took uh, our pastoral team, about 10 of us away, and uh, shared the word of the Lord. And of course, um, you know, it really resonated with them. And we thought, okay, we'll go another step further. We took about 130 up to Mount Tambourine. Um, of our connect leaders and, and um, department leaders and leaders in our church. We would have had more, only we couldn't. The camp was only small. We shared the word of the Lord again, and, uh, you know, people picked it up. It was like the baby leapt in the womb, and we thought, this is good. This is good. You know, we, we can build with the word of the Lord. And, um, you know, the interesting thing about it was all of the pastors before that camp we said, you know, how are we going to do this? We, we got all the pastors to, uh, to donate, you know, uh, a week's wage. Every pastor in the church donated a week's wage to pay for the camp so that it didn't cost the people and it certainly didn't cost the church. And the principle is that if you believe something, then you back it. If you believe it, you back it. It's not about words. If you believe something, it should reflect in the way you do life. And um, so, you know, we launched the vision last week um, after we had all those, you know, assurances. And um, some people ask, you know, ask me, why, why do you launch a vision in June and not in January? Which would kind of make sense. But the reality is, if you've been at Highway any length of time, you would know that, that we've, 27 years we've led this church by word of the Lord to word of the Lord. And I've discovered that God doesn't fit into our calendar sometimes. And uh, it might seem like you're doing nothing until the word of the Lord comes. But when the word of the Lord comes, that's when you act. That's when you rise up. That's when you, you, you make it happen. And um, so last week, we, you know, you would have found uh, on the seats, maybe there'll be some outside today, the book of Haggai uh, printed out. I want you to read that. Keep reading that over and over. We'll be centered in the book of uh, Haggai. Is it Haggai? Not Haggai, right. Haggai. Corrected. Um, uh, so be reading that. And also we ask you to pray. We ask you to pray for the church every day. And I'm not talking hours. I'm talking just a few minutes. But if you could pray for your leaders, pray for your pastors, you know, pray for, you know, the future of, of Highway Church. And um, uh, many would have picked up one of those uh, armbands uh, that has awakened the, 
the, the Pioneer Spirit um, on it. And I think there'll be some out there today, won't there? Yeah. Grab one of those, whip it on. Um, I've got little girly wrists, so I don't mind. Mine keeps slipping off, you know. Little girly wrists. No. Anyway, you can grab one if you've got a masculine wrist. Um, can I say that? I don't know if I can say that these days, can I? I always get so confused over that. Anyway, we handed those out last week. Grab one today. But there is so much for us to learn in the book of Haggai. And uh, this is the season God has got us in and it's time to build. It's time to awaken the pioneer spirit within us. Awaken the pioneer spirit within us. That's exciting. Welcome to those at home that are watching as well uh, as you're sitting there warm, having a cup of coffee. Bless you. I'm actually going to preach longer today than I normally do because it's warmer under the lights <laughs> than it is out there. So you can tell I'm a Queenslander, can't you? I mean, I don't know what I'm going to say, but I'm just going to make it long, you know. <laughs> Stretch it out. All right, let's turn to Haggai chapter 1. Going to read verse 1 to 8. Second year, King Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Haggai, to Zerubbabel, son of Shiltiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, son of Zozadak, the high priest. This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say the time has not yet come to, to rebuild the Lord's house. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai, is it time for you yourselves to be living in panelled houses while the house remains a ruin? Now this is what the Lord Almighty says, give careful thoughts to your ways. You have planted much but harvested little. You eat but never have enough. You drink but never have your fill. You put on clothes but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says, give careful thought to your ways. We'll stop there. I want to look at three things in moving forward with the, the word of the Lord. The first one is we need to recognise that it is the word of the Lord. That it is the word of the Lord. In verse 2, it's very clear. He speaks that out. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Pretty hard to trump that. Pretty hard to trump that. Like This is what the Lord Almighty says. God speaking to the prophet. God's making this distinction in this passage of Scripture where he says here in verse 2, he says, These people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. The distinction is where he says, These people instead of my people. You've got to note that. You see, there was a day when God's people, when God could say, My people. We're a victorious nation. I mean, they made all the other nations around them tremble in fear. They were so powerful. The Lord was so powerful on, on um, their side. But, you know, over time they got complacent. 
And they started to think, well, you know what? We can probably do it better. Uh, we can just do our own thing, live our own life, and um, we'll be okay. But who knows that the Babylonians had other ideas. And they came in and they, they conquered them and took them into captivity. Now, some time later, we find that, you know, there's a remnant that are allowed to go back to the land. They're allowed to go back to the land. And the first thing they did was to rebuild the temple. It took two years to lay the foundation. Two years and then, of course, opposition arose, as it normally does, and the work stopped. <laughs> opposition arose and the work stopped. You've got to know that. And it stopped for 14 years. It stopped for 14 years. Then the word of the Lord came. Now, I've always been astounded at the faithfulness of God. The faithfulness of God. I see it in my life all the time. Psalm 105 speaks about the faithfulness of God when Moses was bringing the people out of, Israel, out of Egypt. Now, they were in the desert. They wandered round in that desert, disobedient, but they wandered round in the desert. And the faithfulness of God, you know, he put a cloud over them during the day. Who knows, the desert is pretty hot. And at night, he put a fire over them to keep them warm from the desert nights, which are pretty cold. He gave them food every day. All they had to do was go out and pick it up, take it home, make, you know, some manna burgers and, you know, whatever the, was on the menu that day. The, the odd quail came into town. That was chewy. God did all that. He did all that. And then, and then when they were thirsty, out of a rock, came a river of flowing water. Now, you've got to know there's, there's millions of people we're talking about here wandering through the desert. How much water for millions of people comes out of that rock? God did it. Why? Because he's faithful. He's faithful. Verse 42 out of Psalm 105, it says, For he remembered his holy promise given to his servant Abraham. How cool is that? A guy, a guy, a great ancestor, probably thousands of years before, I don't know the timeline, but he got a promise. And because of that promise, the faithfulness of God was there for millions of people in their, in their worst possible moment. The faithfulness of God. Folks, you've got to understand, this is, this is not a business plan. This is not some church marketing strategy. This is the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. And we need to, as it says in that passage of Scripture, you know, um, it says here that... Um, where is it? Take heed. I'll find it. Huh. Somebody took it. 
Fair dinkum, I saw it this morning. I'll make something up. <laughs> Give careful thought to your ways. That's what it was. Give careful thought to your ways. And that's the position we're at at the moment. It is flipping here, I know it. Can I say flipping? I can't. Can I say that? Man, it's confusing these days. <laughs> Verse 5. See, I wasn't lying. Verse 5. Give careful thought to your ways. Yes. I love that. But James 1, 22 says, do not merely listen to the word and deceive yourselves. Do what it says. So I've got to tell you right now, when the word of the Lord comes and we believe as a church that this is the word of the Lord for us, to awaken the pioneer spirit. It's not just a catchy phrase. It's a point of action for each one of us. Point of action for each one of us. And, you know, if we don't, I'll tell you what happens. We have a value shift, a value shift. If you look at verse 3 and 4 there, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to the prophet Haggai. Is it a time for you yourselves to be living in panelled houses while the house of the Lord remains a ruin? You see, these people, we know they came back to their homeland. They were, they were in captivity, they were exiled, they were taken away from the very promise of God for them, the generations before and the generations to come. And now, now, they were given this opportunity to go back and maybe be the remnant that were going to refire, rebuild, reestablish who God's people need to be. That was their, their opportunity and it befall them, their generation. But you know what? <laughs> Opposition came against them. Opposition came against them and the building stopped. You know, when you get the word of the Lord, opposition's going to come against you. I'll give you the heads up right now. It's just the way it is. Doesn't mean it's going to overcome us. Doesn't mean it's going to empower us. Uh, I mean, over in Paris. The thing is this, you know, I've seen it over 27 years. Every time we've broken through to the next level, opposition has come. Yeah. Opposition has come. I mean, it, we're no strangers to that. We've overcome that. They had, you know, permission from King Darius. So in the natural, they had the right to build. They had the right to establish. But you know what? They were, they were starting to rebuild the temple. Now, that's spiritual. That takes it out of King Darius's hands. That's an enemy that comes against anything spiritual. Breakthrough will always face opposition. And the number one lesson you've got to learn through this is you don't stop. Just because opposition comes, you don't stop. Uh, look, I, it, it gets boring. It gets so obvious. I mean, I had a biopsy this week on Tuesday. You know, I had throat cancer before, stage four cancer. Well, my oncologist sent me in for a biopsy. They found some other stuff. 
And it's like the week after vision. The week after the word of the Lord comes. And it's, it's actually laughable because you think he'd get another tactic, you know. But opposition comes. Now, they're not worried about it. I don't have the results yet. They don't, you know, they're not panicking. And I've been in that, you know, situation before. And if you've got something serious, they'll panic, right? There's no panicking. So I don't know what it's all about. But I know that opposition's going to come. We shouldn't be surprised by that. We shouldn't be daunted by that. You know, we sh- the work should never stop because of that. Amen. What happens? We approach the opposition, we overcome the opposition, we get stronger and we fulfill the word of the Lord and lives are changed. That's how it works. And we're a part of that. Each one of us are a part of that. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. You know, as, as, as soon as they stopped building, here's the thing. They had a value shift. They had a value shift. As soon as they stopped building the temple, right, their interests shifted to building their own houses. Now, it was two years building the foundation for the temple. Then opposition arose. Then they stopped, right? They had a value shift. And guess what? 14 years. 14 years went by in the blink of an eye. And the foundation of the Lord's house laid in ruin. Oh man, I tell you, that's how, that's how powerful this is. 14 years. See, what happens is the principle is that if you create a void, something will fill it. Simple as that. See, you have a capacity. You have a capacity in your life and it's stretched to a certain size, right? And you're living at capacity. But then if something drops out and you've got a gap in that capacity, then something else will fill it. Why? Because that's your capacity. That's how it works. This is what happened to them. In Luke, uh, sorry, in Luke 11 and in Matthew 12, Jesus taught us this principle. He said that when an impure spirit was cast out of a person, then after some time that spirit will return. If it finds a void, if it finds the house empty, if it finds a gap in your capacity, then it'll grab a few of its mates and they'll come in and they'll fill it. They'll fill it. That's how it works. Water always finds its own level. And we saw this in the pandemic. You know, people's involvement in church was disrupted. We were locked down, you know, we were online, we couldn't, and it created a void. It created a gap. Who knows what I'm talking about? You know, it created a gap. And so what happens? Other stuff fills it. Other stuff fills the gap. That's why we need to awaken the pioneering spirit within us and ignite a new value shift back to the house of God, back to your future in Christ. You're quiet, are you all right? It's a bit too, well, it gets worse. It gets worse. 
See, they were the remnant of all the people of God. They were the forerunners of what was going to be ahead. You know, it was going to happen, it was going to happen through them, it was going to go through them. They were the ones who will make a way for all the others to come. They were the remnant. They were sent out first. Amen? If they fail, there's nothing to follow. If they get distracted, if they create the void and the void's filled by other things and the, and the house never gets built, then the generations to follow will not have the favour of the Lord upon them. That's how serious this was. And that's the mission for every believer in this room today. That's the mission for in this hour. Man, in our culture today, if the church doesn't rise up, they will cancel us out. Amen? Listen to me. If the church doesn't rise up in this hour, in the power of the Spirit of Christ, they will cancel the church out. Your great-grandkids, your grandkids won't have church. It's the way it is. This is our opportunity. It's our opportunity, so, so we must make it count. We must make it count. Have a look at verse 6. Sorry, 5 and 6. Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much but harvested little. You eat but never have enough. You drink but never have your fill. You put on clothes but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. Who's ever felt that? I mean, who's ever felt that? I mean, it doesn't matter what you do. It just doesn't work. You try this and it doesn't work. Oh, here's another. Oh, this will be good. Oh, that will be good. Oh, no. That's a, that's a, you know, living that whole treadmill. Amen? Living that treadmill. Basically what God was saying was that, that you can do it with the blessing of God or you can do it without the blessing of God. And they were in a position where they would done it now for 14 years without the blessing of God. Why? Because they had a shift. They had a value shift. That their eyes were no longer focused upon the mission of God and the generations to follow. It was focused upon themselves. And who knows, that's a pretty small world. When our focus, our attention is upon ourselves, that is a tiny world, people. God's called you to a big world. Called you to a big world. You have a purpose. Taking their focus off that mission and they were being consumed by their own pursuits. And the problem was that all of their efforts, all of their hard work was for very little. Was for very little. Every area of their life there was this frustration because, you know, they tried this and tried that and built up it, nah, nah, it didn't work. And then verse 7, and then verse 7, this is what the Lord Almighty says, give careful thought to your ways. It's the second time it's mentioned in this passage. 
And there's a huge lesson for us here. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you call yourself a Christian, then this is our time to make it count. This is our time to make it count. And we've got to ask the challenging question. We've got to ask the challenging question. As a believer, from Monday to Sunday, what am I actively doing to build the kingdom of God? Sila. Pause. Just hold it just there a minute. Give careful thought to our ways. As a believer in Jesus Christ, what am I actively doing from Monday to Sunday to build the kingdom of God? Not, not the church structure and ministries and functions, but me as an individual. Because that's how it's going to work, folks. That's why we need to awaken this pioneer spirit within us. Awaken it. Make it count. Make it count. This is our time. This is our opportunity. The enemy has had his day. He's shaken the tree. There's no fruit left on the tree. He's shaken the bush. We're about to rise up. We're about to rise. should never poke the bear. Never poke the bear. Amen? Because he's going to get more than he bargained for. Absolutely. Make it count. You remember, I was praying the other day and I asked the Lord, why is this so important? Why is this so important? And these words came out of my mouth and I, I, I know they weren't me speaking. It said, for those yet to come. For those yet to come. And I was overwhelmed. I tried to mention that last Sunday on the platform and I just couldn't emotionally do it. But for those yet to come, You know, I mentioned that last week in Wayno. Where's Wayno? Is he here? Big Wayno down the front there. My mate. Wayno came to me after. He said, you know, when you said that, he said, he said, the Lord showed me those yet to come are even those yet to be born. Yet to be born. Can you, can you grasp the magnitude of that? That your children, your, your, your grandchildren, your, your great-grandchildren who are not yet born, this is for them. This is for them. That they will have a church, a culture of Christ that they'll be able to be raised up in and strengthened in. You with me? This is so powerful. This is so important for this time. We've got to make this count. Amen. We might have had our own individual pursuits, and that's wonderful. That's great. But now it's time to, you know, to start to realign our value and shift it back onto what we were saved for. Those yet to come. Father, I thank you today. Oh, your word is just 
is so powerful. I know you don't speak often, Lord, but when you do, we better listen. And I pray, Lord, today that each one will not just hear a message, but will feel your spirit in their heart shaking something, awakening, awakening, Lord, that pioneer spirit in each one of us. Lord, we all need it. We all need that little shake. Say, come on. Up we get. Let's go. We have a future. We have a hope. We have a purpose for the generations to come. For each one of us, for our family, for our friends, for our work colleagues, for our schoolmates, whoever it is in our world that needs Christ. We're here. We're here. We're building. We're growing. And we thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, put your hands together. Give the Lord praise. Ask the team to come. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.